What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday to y'all. This is a Tuesday night flight. It's a slim Tuesday night flight edition of the Sideline Junkies presented to you by Anchor FM. Um, In the big responsible chair and the only chair tonight will be myself, BJ, uh, KG, Delonte, Junie, Jim. All the guys got the night off tonight. And I'm rolling solo. And I'm I'm happy to be here. I hope y'all enjoy this episode as I run down some NBA. We'll talk about uh, the NFL, the big Madden ratings drop. I'll give my thoughts on those. But let's let's jump into the NBA. And uh, the first big news is is uh, Ben Simmons signing his big deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. Five years, 170 million dollars. Do you think it's a good deal? Or a bad deal. Let me kind of break it down to you uh, how I see it. Um, I think a lot of what happens today in all sports, especially uh, the NBA, uh, you, you get paid for your potential. Now, I know a lot of people get harp on Ben Simmons and jump on his case about his shooting. But would you rather him force his way through his game or play his game. If his game is going to be inside the three-point line and he's going to be very good at it, I'll take that any day over the week to him forcing up threes just to keep up with what's going on in the league. Now, I know the three-point shot, you know, has become, you know, the golden child of the league. Everybody wants to be Steph, Clay. You know, everybody wants to take and shoot five and six steps behind you know, the three-point line. You know, when I was out playing ball in my younger days, which is 20 years ago, you know, it was rebounding, defense. You know, nobody could could you take somebody off the dribble. The game has changed. I know it's, it's been 20 years ago. But I think it's a good deal for Philadelphia. Yes, you could, you could make an argument that they overpaid him, but – what choice do you have when you have somebody with that much potential that could be crucial to you winning a championship? You know, say what you want. I mean, everybody's getting paid big money. This isn't the NBA from 20 years ago. All the numbers that you remember, you you might get a, 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 a auto porter, for example, that got a max contract a year or two ago, you know. Don't forget the salary cap has went up. The numbers have went up. So the numbers look like they're eye-popping, but it's for today's NBA. So I I, I agree with the Ben Simmons money. Um, his career, 16.9 points. I'm sorry, 16.4 points, 8.5 rebounds, 7.9 assists. I, I think that's pretty good. And, and we're talking about somebody that can only get better. You know what I'm saying? Only in his second full year. And both of those years, the the, the um, 17-18 season, he played 81 games, started 81 games. And uh, last season, 18-19, 79-79. So he, he looks like he's durable, which is a good thing. That's something you look for when you're, you know, ready to open this checkbook to these players. So... I like the deal. It keeps Philadelphia intact. They just lost Jimmy Butler. Uh, they threw a lot of money at Tobias Harris, and we covered that on a couple of shows ago. 
I think it was a little bit too much money for Tobias Harris, but if you got it, you got to spend it and try to keep your squad intact because Tobias Harris is a walking scoring machine. He's been that way since he's come in the league. So you take whatever deficiencies come with him and just roll with the punches with that. Um, like I said, everybody is not going to be LeBron James can play both ends of the four. You know, everybody can't do what KD does, you, you know. If somebody fits on your team and you feel like they're worth that much money, then you, you got to pay them, you know. Philadelphia is bringing a nice squad back um, for the beginning of the of the 19 season. I think it's a Eastern Conference Finals or bust uh, for them and Milwaukee. Um, and we'll kind of see from there. But I think, I, I think overall, I think the Ben Simmons is a good deal. And five years, 170. I mean, like I said, you you kind of stuck with that, you know. It's it's kind of the same deal. The the Wizards were in with Otto Porter, you know. You you feel like, man, if I don't sign this guy, and he goes somewhere else and blows up and takes over, and he you know he was already I think top three three point shooter in the league. Um, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I want to say he was top three or four percentage wise three pointer. He was a good wing defender. Um. And they paid him. Um, you, you look back, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, maybe you could have let him go and maybe kept that cap space and built, you know, other places. And, and, you know, but it is what it is. The decision was made. And the Wizards are doing what they're doing now, which I think they're doing an exceptional job with Tommy Shepard. We talked about that on a previous show also. So, um, next up on the NBA uh, Zion Williamson, a lot of talk coming, you know, from, you know, pictures surfacing up of him being overweight. Now look, okay. Nobody was saying this when he was flying around at Duke. Okay. Um, they have him listed six, seven, two eighty five, a locomotive. And he showed you in Duke, the one here he played. That that weight is no problem for him. Now, he just signed with a professional team, the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'm pretty sure they're going to have him on, you know, a certain diet, certain workout regimen, like a professional team would. They're going to take care of this body, okay? This right here is the future. This man, Zion Williamson, whether you like him or not, is the future of the NBA. He is LeBron 2.0. Let me say that again for the people in the back that didn't hear me. This man is LeBron James 2.0. It's scary to see how he moves compared to how big he is. Just think back to 20 years ago, somebody 6'7", 285. They just didn't move like that back in the day. And you had the few that did, you know, uh, for the one that comes to mind is Barkley, but I don't think Barkley was ever 285. Um, you know, you had some Shaq move. You know, uh, KG sent me a clip of, you know, Shaq running a break. Shaq could move when he wanted to. He wasn't asked to, but Shaq could move. So, calm your horses. Zion is fine. Okay? And, and if you don't think he's fine, just go to YouTube and type on type in a, a Zion Williamson highlight reel from Duke, and you tell me, you know when he's 
six, seven feet off the ground in the air, blocking shots, hitting his head on the rim, spinning 360 dunks. You tell me if 285 is too big for him. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the second coming. You're watching the second coming. I don't know who told you. Uh, don't don't believe the hype about this all, all this overweight crap. Trust me, Zion is going to be fine. Um, our next NBA topic, Carmelo Anthony. We talked on this show. We talked Melo into the ground, okay? And we've given our opinion on Melo. Um, I think Melo got a little big-headed. Um, I'm hoping that the situation he's in now has humbled him because I, I really think that he can still play. I really do. I really, and, and at this point in his career, I would like to see him go somewhere where he can help them propel them to getting to a, a West East finals or the uh, NBA finals. That's, that's, that's where I want to see him. So when I say that, you know, already know what teams would be in there. It's only, you know, a handful of teams. Like I said, Philly, Milwaukee in the East. Um, of course, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rockets. The so Rockets not going to be an option because they, they, they canned them. Uh, Golden State, uh, Portland. It's some options, but Melo has to be willing to come off the bench. He can't have this mindset that he's still a starter. He's 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 not. I don't, I just don't. I just don't think he's at this point in his career. He still can start and be productive as they need him to be. I think if he accepts the role to come off the bench, because Melo, Melo, Melo coming off the bench could catch fire and give you twenty plus. He catch fire. I know he can because we've watched Melo throughout his career. He's a bucket getter. And I think he, right now him sitting out, teams kind of blackballing him, he might be a little bit more motivated. If DeMarcus Cousins can get a job, I think Melo can still get a job. But Melo has to go in there humbled, ready to come off the bench, and ready to prove people wrong. And I'm telling you, if he's motivated, like KG say, the hoodie Melo, I don't care about that. That's in the gym. That's nobody in your face. That's no pressure. Now, you get on the team and you got to come off the bench. You got to swallow that pride because you've been a starter your whole career. When you came in the league, it was you and LeBron. And and you slowly faded away from LeBron. It's not, he's, he's not even on his level anymore. They They were the league when they came in. I think it was 2003. It, everything was LeBron and Melo, LeBron and Melo. Their matchups, Denver, Cleveland, on prime time, all the time. So when you come from that, then going to New York, being the man in New York, New York is a, a hell of a place to play basketball at. Hell of a place to play ball at, to be the center of attraction, and not just ball, baseball. Anything you do in New York is amplified times 10. New York, L.A., you know, the, these are the meccas of basketball. Boston to a certain degree. So to come from that to go to, hey, we need you to come off the bench to help us win, you can kind of see where the problem lies. When you've been treated a certain way, 
your entire life and you know you've been given the red carpet treatment the the five five star treatment breakfast in bed you know fresh squeezed orange juice right in front of you and now you got to go downstairs and get that continental breakfast i'd be a little upset too but mellow yes this is what you got to do baby if you do it and you go to the right situation it might be a championship in it for you now what's the right champ what's the right situation for carmelo anthony I believe it'd be Golden State. Just think about it. They don't have Clay all year. They just picked up D'Angelo Russell, which I think is a very good pickup to help them score. But now, Steph can't do it all. Steph's magic with that ball, but he can't do it all. All right? If you bring Carmelo in, Carmelo might have a chance to start in Golden State. Might have a chance to start in Golden State. Do they need him to start? I don't think so. But he might have a chance to start in Golden State. If he goes to the Lakers, he's definitely not starting. He goes to the Clippers, he's not starting. But if he goes to one of those two L.A. teams, Melo can give you 15 to 20 off the bench. He can spark that second unit. We could be talking about if Melo's, if Melo's motivated, we could be talking about the sixth man of the year. Think about that. We could be talking about the sixth man of the year coming off the bench. Can you imagine a, 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 a unit with a motivated Carmelo Anthony, a second unit coming in? It's no, it's no breakdown. There's no letdown. You're like, man, damn. Now we got to worry about Carmelo, you know, getting buckets. So, Melo got to swallow that pride. I'm, I'm telling you, swallow that pride. Hey, even right, go to Brooklyn. Go to Brooklyn. KD be back next year. Be you and Kyrie. Then that's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen with Brooklyn this year. Okay? And I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down in the middle of the season, Kyrie ended up with a mysterious injury and set out the rest of the year to preserve him. And you heard that here first because ain't nobody else saying that. I would not. This is coming from BJ from the sideline junkies. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie Irving took a mysterious injury sometime during the year and did a Kevin Love and sat out the rest of the year to preserve his body because that's exactly what Kevin Love did. Kevin Love wasn't hurt. Kevin Love, they knew they weren't going to win anything. That was their their um, most prized possession that they could you know, possibly trade or do whatever they wanted to do with. So, and like, well, let's put him on ice. There's no point of... You know, him going down and being out for the season, and then we got to worry about, you know, not being able to get anything for him. So, I'm telling you. So, you you see stuff coming, and, you know, just kind of like the whole Chris Paul trade, you know, a week before that, you know, the media speculating, oh, you know, it's a problem with Chris Paul and, and uh, James Harden and, the media people, I'm not going to name any names. Always no problem with them. I spoke with them, blah, blah, blah. Now, you ask me, you, you answer me this. If I have a problem with somebody on the team, why would I tell somebody in the media so they can go flapping their gums on TV? And something else I'm tired of hearing too, okay? Because you get a little high up and you forget where you come from. I hate when players say, if you haven't played this game, keep your mouth shut. 
You haven't played this game, keep your mouth shut. No, I haven't played this game. We'll tell you here at the Sideline Junkies firsthand, we're fans. We are diehard fans. We watch with passion. We follow, you know, your careers. So for you to say that because I haven't played the game on your level, that I, I can't have an opinion on something, that's hogwash. That's hogwash. So, and I'm not going to name them names. Because I like a couple of people that said what they said. But I think that's the easy way out. And that's just not sports as in any industry. Or if you haven't done this before, you can't have an opinion on it. And if you tell me your opinion, I'm going to get upset and, you know, get mad and, you know, block you or not listen to you or whatever. It's childish. Anybody can have an opinion on anything. So, uh, well, I think that's all the NBA I have to cover there. And that's how we're going to burn your ear up tonight. You know, today is the, the slim version of the Tuesday night flight, the diet version, the diet cola version. You know, that, you know, it's ice cold and you don't have anything else to drink. And as long as you drink it fast, it's good. That's what this is tonight. Okay. Now, my last topic of the night. I'm not even going to take a break. I'm going to jump right into my last topic. And that's the big drop. Of course, if you're not a gamer or whatever, Madden 2020 comes out at basically the end of the month. I think the official release date is August the 3rd. Um, if you buy the second or third tier of the game, you can get it three days earlier. So, of course, the Madden ratings come out. And a lot of people weren't happy with their um, <laughs> their, their ratings. And this, this is how it is every year, okay? Every year, it's the same thing. People are not happy with their Madden ratings or whatnot. And I should be faster or this, that, and the other. So, this is going to happen every year. But, Madden ratings came out and... Let's see, I'm trying to, uh, my phone acting stupid. I had it up and then it disappeared on me. But here we go. You got four players in the game that are rated 99 overall, okay? The Rams, Aaron Donald, uh, right in, 99 overall. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Houston Texans, 99 overall. Okay, I agree, I agree so far. Khalil Mack, absolutely. Chicago Bears, 99 overall. Uh, Bobby Wagner, middle linebacker from Seattle, 99 overall. Um, I'm just going through the list here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the cover athlete. He's a 97 overall. Um, I agree with that. I don't think Mahomes is a 99 yet. I think I, I'm going to get down to who else who should be higher than Mahomes. Um, Odell Beckham coming in with a 96 overall. I think that's a little high for um, just the, his, his injuries, I think that, I think he should probably have been around 90, because you don't, don't forget, 89 or 90, this game can be updated weekly, daily, so, you know, yeah, you were hurt, you know, but it is what it is, I'm sure they don't want to make Odell mad, but, uh, Tom Brady, Coming in at a 96 overall. Now, this is where, you know, 
I get kind of iffy with the ratings because I think he should be higher than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they beat them in their house in the AFC Championship. So, yeah. And Mr. Six Rings should be higher than a 96. And that's coming from a Buffalo Bills fan. So, you know, get that man his due. Um, I know somebody that KG is going to lose his mind about, and I wish he was on tonight. And it said, I'm still scrolling down to find him. Drew Brees is only a 92 overall. That is a, a complete, complete travesty. Okay? Drew Brees should be at least a 97 or better. 96, 97 or better. The fact that he's only a 92 is just absolutely absurd. It's just this crazy that Drew Brees is the... What's that, the third highest rated quarterback on the game? Because yeah, it's Tom Brady and then it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, they should at least made him with Brady 96. Yeah. KG will tell you all day, every day, twice on Tuesday, that Drew Brees is the best QB in the game. And at times I, I agree with him. He is. It's just he gets on that level and he can't be stopped. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I thought they were generous with his rating, 92 overall, 89 speed, 92 acceleration. I thought they was a little generous with his rating. I thought he probably could have came in at the mid, uh, upper eighties until he, like I said, the game is updated, can be updated every couple of days now with the ratings. So, you know, he came in and did what he used to do with Pittsburgh. You could have, you know, upped him up. Um, Andrew Luck is a 92. Uh, I think that falls in line with Andrew Luck. Uh, for the local team, I uh, believe, well, not I don't believe, um, for the Redskins, your highest rated player is, of course, um, Trent Williams at a 95 overall. Give me a second. The, the Google machine is trying to work. Yes. Trent Williams, 95 overall. The next second highest rated player is Jordan Reed at an 88. Ryan Kerrigan at an 87. I think he should be in a high. He should be at least a low 90s. Um, Brandon Sharif, 87. Landon Collins, the big free agent signing, only an 83 overall. Ioannidis, 83. Payne, 83. Adrian Peterson's at 83. 90 speed, 90 acceleration. Uh, Jonathan Allen's at 82. Vernon Davis is 81, so you got a, a nice, if you're playing with the skins on Madden, you got a nice tight end core if you come out and double tight ends. You got Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed on the other side. Um, Josh Norman comes in at an 81. A um, little high, I think, for Josh Norman in, in his production. I would have gave him probably like 76, 77. So, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I, I definitely want KG's opinion on um some of his some of the players on here and what he thinks and you know get his opinions on that but I will tell you this with Madden 20 well Madden in general that I think um a lot of the issue with the game a lot of the time is is that sometimes if you if you know how to if you know how to manipulate and play Madden ratings really doesn't matter if you have a 60 overall in the previous years. I'm not going to speak for 20. If you had a 60 overall receiving, he had a 99 speed, 99 acceleration, he couldn't be stopped. 
All right. If you had a 65 overall cornerback, 99 speed, 99 acceleration, for the most part, you're good. If you know how to run your defense, you know what you're calling, you know how to make your adjustments, you're going to be good. Now, what they're saying this year is that the ratings are going to matter. And that's why you don't see a lot of players in the 90s. They said it's going to be a big drop-off so that you'd be able to tell the difference between a 90 overall player and a 70 overall player. Okay? Um, I think more emphasis needs to be on route running. You know, route running is on the game. It's a stat. But it doesn't really seem to mean anything because the slot position, it just, and like I said, you can run with somebody with 88 speed, 88 acceleration, like a Julian Edelman type Cole Beasley. They can have 99 route running. But if they have a cornerback on them that's faster than them, they're not going nowhere. All right? You can have, you know, a left tackle that's a 60 overall rated, but he got 90-something strength and good, decent acceleration and, and speed. And all of a sudden, he's blocking J.J. Watt like he's a J.J. Watt like he's a Hall of Famer. This is where Madden has to dig deeper to give you more realistic feel for the game. Like if you got a bad right tackle, Eric Flowers, he should be a revolving door. You know, it's and it, it, it vice versa. From what I say, you could have a ninety-nine tackle or anything, and they can get toasted. By by somebody that has a good scheme, that knows how to blitz, and like I said, the ratings have to mean something. You know, if I have, you know, a, a solid offensive line, you should have trouble getting through there. You know, it shouldn't be a, a ninety nine. Uh, uh, Trent Williams shouldn't be on his back because somebody hit the power button at the right time. And you tell me how you go look at the tape. And you tell me how often Trip Williams is on his back. Okay? You tell me that. Or any good tackle or guard offensive lineman in the league. You know? But but that's Madden. And like I said, we're going to come back with... I'm not going to give it all up because I'm going to come back with KG. We'll go over uh, the Redskins with him, Buffalo with me. Uh, we get Delonte on, the, the Broncos. We'll talk some Steelers. We can get Junie on. Um... And we'll go from there. I'm gonna leave some of it uh, for some of the other guys. I'm not gonna take all the candy out the bag, and then we'll all do our uh, best defensive players from each of our teams uh, when we get all the guys back on. So, um, like I always say, I burnt y'all ear up enough. I appreciate y'all listening to me. Uh, so, like I said, sideline junkies always uh, brought to you by Anchor FM and. Uh, we definitely enjoy what we do. Find us on Twitter, same name, Sideline Junkies, and Instagram, Sideline Junkies, Facebook, Sideline Junkies. Definitely interact with us. We love it. Um, please tweet, reshare us, um, tell your friends about us. And until the next time, this is BJ, all the guys on assignment. We appreciate y'all listening, taking the time out. And that is it. Peace out. Have a good night. Tuesday night flight finished.